Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down Sunday bloody Sunday style. As Tom Terrific was more Tom Terrible this evening. One of his worst performances in his very illustrious career and in fact it was his third uh, worst performance although it felt like the worst uh, didn't it and it's amazing man it doesn't matter what team this guy is on he's gonna find a way to screw me it doesn't matter whether i bet against him he's gonna find a way to screw me if i bet on him he'll find a way to screw me if i bet a total he'll find a way to screw me who ruined your sunday tommy terrible ruined mine and uh, of course it'll, it's not bruce arian's fault though it's the players, it's the fads, it's the cheerleaders, it's the parking lot attendants, and uh, it's everybody else in between. But it can't be, can't be Bruce Arians' fault. So I look forward. We'll uh, we'll check in with the post game comments and uh, see who Bruce Arian blames uh, for tonight's debacle because it's never him. Uh, the Saints destroy them, and I don't know how the hell the Saints put up 38 points, but the game somehow stays under the teaser, and that's what ruined our Sunday. And it was a great Sunday, great Sunday. Uh, but Andy Amateur steps up and in in the late night hours and pretty much uh, rolls the dice and put everything that I won uh, throughout the day on the late football game. And you know what? I diversified my portfolio, but what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You know, I, did, who the hell predicted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the losers that they are, were going to score three points tonight? All right, so that's what happened. Josh Allen goes off for the Buffalo Bills, four touchdowns, 415 yards. Josh Allen's the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Uh, with 400-plus pass yards, three uh, passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 130 quarterback uh, rating in multiple games in a season, all right? The only people that have ever done this in their careers are Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. That's how good uh, Josh Allen uh, has been uh, for uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, this year. Dude's had some sick games, man, some absolute uh, sick games. And today was just another one. And uh, we find out after the game that Josh Allen's grandmother passed away uh, last night. So he lights it up in honor of his grandmother. Buffalo Bills light it up and are now 7-2. and two. They get Arizona, and the Arizona Cardinals are actually favorites. We're going to check the lines, as we always do. The Sunday night uh, line check. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Who ruined your Sunday? This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. As always, Homer Simpson, accurate. That team did suck last night. And of course, uh, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I guess that's what this show is going to be. The late night anger management class is going to be 120 minutes of me ripping Tampa Bay. But holy, holy crap, man. Like, really? Like, so 38-3 is the final score. And I'm almost upset at Sean Payton, actually, because he put Jameis Winston late in the football game. All right. And good for him putting Jameis Winston in. Yet. He should have let Jameis Winston score a touchdown. Like, Bruce Arians is a jerk, and Bruce Arians was a jerk to Jameis Winston. It's one thing to make the move and go to Tom Brady, but he had no respect for Jameis at all. Oh, we can't win with him. No, as if. No, no. Yeah, we can win with other people. Um, You know, just like openly, like Bruce Arians, I don't know if there's like a bigger jerk coach in the league, uh, actually. And I say this, there's worse coaches than Bruce Arians. You know, I don't know, Matt, we'll get to Matt Patricia's sorry ass in a moment, but, you know, they treated Jameis Winston very poorly. Like, they could have let him go, but they took shots on the way out, and Bruce Arians took shots on the way out, so he gets his guy, and you look at tonight, man. You know, Tom Brady gets sacked a million times, hangs on to the football too long. Rob Gronkowski drops an easy touchdown in the end zone. He screws us. You know, it's unbelievable. We have the teaser. I like the Saints, and I got a piece of the Saints in game. Right as the game started, I'm like, oh, I didn't get the Saints bet in. I have them all over teasers. I took the over 51, seemed like a reasonable number for this football game. And it would have been. I mean, come on, New Orleans scores 38 points. You know, when you have a teaser, when you have a teaser, you have to get to 44 points and one team scores 38 and they're the underdog. You figure you're going to get it right. But no. And so to me, I would have scored a touchdown again. Like Jameis Winston, why not? Let him um, let it, let him have some glory here. Let him have some glory and uh, put some points on the board after he was treated so poorly. All right? So, you know, it was frustrating loss, 38-3, final score. And, you know, we lose the taser. We do have a Drew Brees prop over 25 and a half uh, completions. And, you know, by the grace of uh, Lord Gambler, somehow, I don't know how, he got to 26, barely. He gets to 26. Tom Brady gets to 22. We took Tom Brady over 25 and a half uh, completions as well. And it's too bad we fall, uh, you know, four short. Uh, we're four short. Um, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, three of his completions uh, were to the other team. And that's the thing. Like Tom Brady, I'm not going to say he didn't care because Tom Brady always cares, but. You know, at some point, he, you know, 
He's backing into sacks. He's just throwing the ball away. Like, you know, Tom Brady was Tom Tapout uh, tonight. He tapped out like his daughter in the press box who fell asleep during the game did. And I got to tell you, if I didn't have a lot of money on this game, I probably would have fallen asleep uh, too. I don't know what it is with primetime games in the NFL, but even when even when you think you're going to have a good game and you have good teams, you don't get a good game. It just is. You know, the NFL, like I said, the NFL, you know, you have a couple of good games, a couple of good games a week, but the NFL as a whole is the most popular league, but it's way overrated as far as entertainment is concerned. You know what I mean? Like you watch these games because of the bet and it's it's agonizing. It's torturous watching these games. You know what I mean? It's not just this game. I remember like the, the, the last primetime game. I remember watching it. And I was like, God, this is hard to watch. It was like the only reason I'm watching this is because I have a ton of money on this and, and props and props. And there's nothing else on. Right. Like the NFL product, they really get away. Like it's amazing. They really get away with a lot of crap. There's good teams in the NFL. There's a couple of good games a week, but out of 16, like there's like one or two. Like, and it's weekly. It's weekly. Like, it really is. It's it's weekly. Like, let's look at the scores today. Like, how many of these games were like, wow, that was a great game today, man. All right, so Minnesota and Detroit. Was that a great game today? No, it wasn't. Matt Patricia's sorry ass is so useless. They had 10 men on the field when Dalvin Cook scored. They don't even know how many. They can't even get enough men on the field properly, this team. Uh, I would say Matt Patricia's going to get fired, but it's pretty clear that the uh, the Ford family, I don't know, like they must be too busy making their cars or something like that because they, you know, they fired Jim Caldwell for going nine and seven every year, 10 and six and nine and seven. They fired him. They bring in Matt Patricia. Like Matt Patricia is the worst coach in the NFL. Like you can talk about Adam Gase all you want, but the Detroit Lions actually have talent. The Detroit Lions have players. The Lions have talent on both sides of the football. All right. But Matt Patricia is a moron who's in over his head, who never should have lasted this long even. Never should have lasted this long. You look at like the guy, you know, it's funny. You look at the guy in Denver, Joseph. You know, he had a bad year. They fired him like right away. You look at uh, you look at the guy in Arizona, one bad year, fired right away. Funny, the two black guys. Here, here's Matt Patricia stumbling and bubbling his way through. Like, I don't know, like, is Matt Patricia going to win four games a year for eight years? How, like, how many more chances is this guy going to get? It's pretty clear that Matt Patricia is not helping the Detroit Lion organization. So was that game good? No, it wasn't. It sucked. All right? It sucked. Minnesota blew them out. It sucked. The Detroit Lions are a joke. The Carolina Panthers and the Kansas City Chiefs, that was a good game. It sucked because we, we got burnt. We had a Chiefs teaser. All I need to do is the Chiefs to win by three or more. And, um, you know, we know what happened. Carolina scores a late touchdown, 33-31 final score. Chiefs survive. But I'll give, I'll give, I'll say, all right, that was, a, that was a fun game. That was a good game. The Ravens and the Colts was as boring as C-SPAN. The game sucked. 24-10 final score. The Colts sucked all day. Buffalo and Seattle, we're going to get into this game. Buffalo and Seattle was an entertaining football game, but I'm a Bills fan, and really, it wasn't as close as the final score feels and makes it seem. 44-34, the Bills killed them, all right? The Bills smashed them. Seattle did make it 27-20 briefly, and then Buffalo just scored a bunch of touchdowns again. All right, so like Buffalo, don't be fooled by the final score. Buffalo smashed them, but it was entertaining. 
Like, you know, to watch, it was entertaining television. You know, there were 78 points put up on the board. Yeah, the Bears and the Titans, yeah, that was a fun game. That, that was a fun game. What, 3-0 after the first quarter, 10-0 at the half. Real fun game, 24-17. The game sucked, boring as hell. Um, Atlanta and Denver was kind of crap. And then, you know, Denver scored a bunch of points late. But you have two crap-ass teams that nobody cares about, the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. So who cares? Houston and Jacksonville was close, but they both suck. Like, who cares? Crappy-ass game. Crap game. Giants and then Washington crap. Uh, Raiders and Chargers was good. Dolphins and Cardinals was good. And you know what? We'll say the Cowboy game didn't suck. So, hey, there's a few games. There's more than a few that didn't suck today. But you get where I'm going with this. I'm sure we're we're all looking extremely forward right now to the Jets and the Patriots tomorrow, right? That's the Monday nighter. Great. Thanks, guys. Like, really, why are the Jets on national television again? Like, haven't they already been on once? Have we had this token thing? Like, did anyone think the Jets were going to be good in week nine? Like, think about it. Fine. You want to put the Jets on TV, put the Jets on TV in week two when they're 0-2. All right? Like, that's what they normally do, if you notice. The Jets are always on TV in the first couple of weeks of the season. But in what world does anybody think that the Jets, uh, in what world does anyone think the Jets were going to be good now? Like, so why, like, why? And the Patriots and the Jets, like, how is that, like, an entertaining game in anybody's world? It isn't. So why not put it on Monday Night Football, huh? Why not put it on Monday Night Football? You know, we could put the Chiefs and the uh, the Panthers on, but no. No, let's put the Jets and the Patriots on. I'll put the Chargers and the Raiders on. No. No, let's put a crap-ass Patriots and a New York Jet team that hasn't been good since Joe Namath was the quarterback. This is Fortrade. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. up sports rage with gabe morency rage all you want you want some of this don't you yeah well you need to know the winner and i know the winner so call me now whoa five dollars for the first minute two dollars for each additional minute you have reached the coach's hot line line 
Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm -hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Marenzi. Who ruined your Sunday? We break down week nine of the National Football League. It's all but done. We've got one game. Uh, but why? Why must we watch the New England Patriots and the New York Jets play football, if you want to call it uh, that? Like, really? Like, it's just, it's a, we, we, I don't want to be a broken record and have the same take every every week. But, you know, hey, NFL, stop putting crappy teams on TV every week. You know, I, we can't call out tonight the Saints and the Buccaneers. You expect it to be a good game. And I don't know what the excuse for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was this evening. Um, you know, biggest game of the year for you. First place has pretty much been decided in this division right now. Uh, New Orleans beat uh, Tampa Bay in week one. Tampa had this game circled. They bring in Antonio Brown, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're at home. An absolute train wreck. They're unable to score a touchdown. They get inside the five a couple of times and just like uselessness. Tom Brady throws an interception. Rob Gronkowski drops what's an easy touchdown in the end zone. And you know what? You know, it, Tampa only have themselves to blame for all of this. You know, you sign a bunch of old men. Rob Gronkowski's done, right? He, you know, he played well for a week or two, and now oh, he's hurt again, supposedly. Wow, he's really hurt again now. So I guess, you know, he had, he had that one good game. Antonio Brown, it's not Antonio Brown's fault they lost tonight, but you didn't need Antonio Brown. So you bring Antonio Brown in right now, and um, now, you've got, um, now you've got Tom Brady targeting him all the time. And, you know, Mike Evans, forgotten man. Mike Evans ends up uh, with four catches when it's all said and done. Leonard Fournette sucks. Like, think about the players these guys bring in. Hey, let's sign Bruce. Uh, let's sign uh, Rob Gronkowski because he's buddies with Brady. Let's bring in uh, Antonio Brown, even though we already have too many wide receivers as it is. We'll bring in Antonio Brown because Tom Brady wants him. Uh, let's sign Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette sucks. Leonard Fournette's one of the most overrated players. And I'm not even going to say he's overrated because I don't think anyone can actually argue he's good. Like, what does Leonard Fournette actually do anyways? Like, what, you know, Leonard Fournette, one carry, zero yards. And in fact, um, you know, at least, you know, as bad as this game was, and it just like, it was a train wreck and a disaster, uh, as bad as it was, at least we witnessed history as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers set a record. Lowest rushing attempts. They ran the ball four times tonight. Let's call it five because they took a knee. And have you ever seen two teams take knees to end a game before? I haven't. I haven't. I'm sure it's happened before. And I just didn't notice or whatever. And I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I okay, like I've seen a team losing and it's over. And like, yeah, they'll take a knee. But like today, there was like three minutes left and Tampa took a knee. Like Tampa like killed three minutes of football. And then Tampa, uh, uh, New Orleans killed three minutes of football. And then Tampa get the ball back, and they have no intention of throwing a play. It was so frustrating if someone had had a teaser. Like, really. It's so frustrating. It was like watching a crappy NBA game when nobody would shoot the ball the last minute. You know what I mean? They just let the shot clock expire. Like, yeah, it really sucked. It really, 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 really sucked. So, yeah, at least we, you know, I don't know how the hell you run the ball four times at a football game. Like, how do you run the ball four times in a football game? How is that even possible? How is that even possible? And uh, the Saints tied an NFL record tonight by completing passes to 12 different people. 
It's pretty crazy. They had 12 different people catch a, a pass, and they had um, they had seven different players with rushing attempts. Think about that. That's 19. Like it's amazing. And you know, like think about that. Like honestly, like put it in perspective. The New Orleans Saints completed passes to 12 different players. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ran the ball four times. The Buccaneers rushing tonight. The Buccaneers had eight yards rushing. Eight yards rushing. Like, that's like uh, that's almost impossible. Like, how is that not a record? Like, how is that not a record? We're talking about, like, lowest rushing attempts ever. Like, you're telling me that a team has rushed for, like, less than eight yards before in an NFL football game? You're professionals? You're professionals? You call yourself professionals. Dear God. Four, five, five carries because the, the, the knee. They took a knee. That counts. <laughs> that, that counts. Like, we're talking about, like, NFL record futility type stuff. And, you know, a lot of people are going to come out and say now that Tom Brady's done, that he's old, and, you know, they were exposed and all that type of stuff. But I'm not going to be one of those people. The Buccaneers are who I thought they were. With all due respect to Dennis Green, may rest in peace. And may Alex Trebek rest in peace as well. Uh, But um, they are, like I talked about it. My prediction for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, I said they'll be good. They'll make the playoffs. They might win a playoff game, but then they'll get bounced. Like, they're not going to go to a Super Bowl, but, you know, they'll make the playoffs. And don't forget, don't forget, seven teams make the playoffs now, and who knows if, I don't think they're going to do that 16-team crap. And we're already in a week nine here, like, going into week 10. They can't start changing the rules now. So, I'm not, you know, seven teams, Tampa, the skies are completely fallen. And the thing is, too, like, even moving forward, no one's going to remember this game in, in January, right? We, are, we all panic and everyone overreacts to these things, but they're not good enough to go to the Super Bowl. They're not, like Tampa are not good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Like Tampa can dodge a bullet here or two. They can win a game, but Tampa aren't going to beat three good teams in a row type of deal. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they can. Uh, they can do it once or twice, but one thing we'll say, and we're going uh, to run through the updated odds right now, but one thing I'll say, you look at the NFC, all right? You look at the NFC conference, and remember what I said? Look, Tampa Bay were favorites, guys. Tampa Bay were favorites to win the NFC before tonight. So everyone is Johnny, like uh, Johnny Einstein, and going to talk about how bad Tampa is right now. Yet they were three-point favorites. Number came down, uh, but they were three-point favorites, and they were NFC conference favorites. Coming into tonight. Now, let's backtrack to last week. And who do we talk about when we had Paul Bovey on the show on Monday night when we were talking about NFC Conference futures and Super Bowl futures? We talked about the New Orleans Saints. And I believe some people, oh, uh, Drew Brees doesn't have arm strength. Yeah, okay, whatever. I threw four touchdowns today. (laughs) Well, I I talked about it. Arm strength is, is, yeah. you, You know, you can't have a dead arm. And, you know, you look at Phillip Rivers and the velocity is just not there. But that wasn't the case with Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees doesn't, doesn't have the same strong arm that he did in his prime. But he can still zing it. 
And he didn't have anyone to throw it to most of the time this year. You see, you give him some wide receivers and whatever. So, yeah, the whole Drew Brees has a dead arm narrative. Keep on uh, betting against that. So, um, you know, Seattle. Uh, Seattle are now, it's amazing how this has changed. So Seattle are now the favorites to win the NFC. And the Saints are the second choice. So Seattle are plus 340 right now. The New Orleans Saints check in at plus 400 to win the NFC. The Green Bay Packers check in at uh, plus 450. Tampa Bay now plus 450. The LA Rams 10 to 1. Cardinals 15 to 1. Eagles 17 to 1. Bears 31 to 1. Yeah, you can give me 310 to 1 with the Bears, all right? The Bears are not winning the NFC. Now I see we've got uh, Bear Fat John uh, in our chat here this evening. Yeah, you know, the Bears, Matt Nagy, you know, it is what it is. He's a play, you know, the offense is unimaginative. The the draft uh, selections have been bad. And, you know, the Bears aren't going anywhere, obviously. The Bears aren't good enough to make the playoffs, and they're not winning a division. So I don't think the Bears, you know, you're right off the Bears. But if you look at the NFC, guys, you can't really say that any one of these teams are unbeatable. That's why, like, tonight, yeah, it sucked for Tampa. It was an embarrassment for Tampa, and it sucked for us that had, like, I didn't even have Tampa, and I got screwed. I had the Saints and teasers. Like I said, I had a small piece of the Saints, but I had more, way more on the teaser. Very frustrating. And then the, the Brady prop, the completion prop, was just a train wreck. You know, really, like, really, really bad way to end. And, you know, I was already, like, frustrated a bit, but I, you know, I had a good day today. I had a really good late slate. The four o'clock games, man, we crushed it. We were like seven and one. And, you know, we were ready to go for the kill tonight. And, you know, we didn't get killed, but whatever. We got stabbed. <laughs> we got stabbed. I got cut up. I didn't, I'm not dead, but I got cut up pretty good with this game tonight. We'll put it that way. But, you know, they, like I said, everyone overreacts. People have short memories and stuff. And, you know, people are going to talk about how Tom Brady's done and all this, but he's not. They're not. It's just, if you look at, you know, you look at the teams at the NFC, they're all pretty good, but every one of them have had these, like, games where they're terrible. And not just once, like a couple of times. Like, every team is going to have a game, a couple of games a year. You know what I mean? Or a game where it's like, wow, that was ugly. You know, like the Bills had one, right? The Bills had, you know, that ugly, ugly game, um, you know, Bill against Tennessee. Nothing, nothing worked. Like nothing worked. It was just a train wreck and a disaster, right? And, you know, like just a disaster of epic proportions. All right, they got it out of their system and the Bills are now seven and two. But if you look like Green Bay have had a couple of like games where they're terrible. Um, Tampa Bay have had a couple of these where they're just not very good, right? They can be good, but they're not. Um, Seattle, Seattle's defense is a problem for real. Like Russell Wilson, and you know, he's been carrying this team, but they got a real problem. Four tricks late night continue. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Every lock has a key. Every rose has its horn. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Tonight's the thorn was Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brutal performance, 38-3. Uh, final score, talking about the NFC Conference uh, championship odds and Super Bowl odds. For those of you that pay attention, and you should, when Paul Bovey's on with us, uh, last Monday we were talking about Super Bowl futures. And we were talking about the, the numbers and said, look, can KC are the team to beat? Who's you know who's a legitimate team to play against KC in the Super Bowl? And we talked about the New Orleans Saints at 13 to one. So the Saints were 13 to one to win the Super Bowl before before tonight's game. I should say coming into the weekend. Coming into the weekend, updated numbers right now. The New Orleans Saints are plus 750. So lost a lot of value. 13 to one earlier in the week when we talked about them. On Monday night, when we, you know, every every Sunday, Monday, we do the advanced line check and take a look at the futures, and we'll get into the odds for week 10. Um, but, yeah, the, the New Orleans Saints are now the third choice to win the Super Bowl, and we're talking about the lack of consistency with teams in the NFC. And, and you know, are, are the Seahawks, is that defense selling going to get good? I don't know. You know, I don't know. They seem to be are who they are. The Green Bay Packers, the Packers are a good team. I wouldn't write the Packers off. You know, when the Packers have Aaron Jones and the Packers are healthy, they can beat anybody in that conference. So, you know, to me, it's still wide open. But just for the record, you know, um, when we have these guests, we talk about these numbers, you know, pay attention because we told you the Saints 13 to one were a great play. Now they're plus 750. So, you know, and 750, it's not 13 to one, but I like the plus 400 aspect to win the NFC now more like, we're not losing much. Like, before, they were, like, plus 650 to win the NFC. So now we're getting plus 400. We're not losing as much. And fact is, the New Orleans Saints, to me, have a better chance of winning the NFC than they do the Super Bowl, right? You take the conference championship odds here. You don't have to worry about a head situation uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, but a New Orleans-Kansas City Super Bowl would not be out of the question at all. So, you know, we told you the Saints plus 1,300 on Monday. Now this Sunday, we tell you the Saints plus 400 to win the uh, the NFC. Most consistent team in the conference. And the thing with the Saints is, too, the Saints always start off slow. Like, they always lose at home early. It was a miracle they even won that game against the Buccaneers. They always lose the first game of the year. Like, the Buck, uh, the the Bucks went in there, and, and the Saints beat them. But then the Saints sort of didn't play well for a couple of weeks after that. Thomas got hurt. They weren't great. Um, and, and then, you know, all the Drew Brees stuff kicks in, but it's really, he didn't have anyone to throw the football to. But thing is, if you look at the saints, the saints are a complete football team. Like they, like if, you know, each team has like, who's the most complete teams. And uh, we're talking about the NFC right now. And if you look like Seattle is not a complete team. Seattle have a awesome offense. They've got a superstar quarterback. They could put a million points up on the board, but they can't stop anybody. So they're not a complete football team, Seattle. They're not. Like, everybody scores on them. Buffalo just put 44 on them. And we're going to get into Buffalo's greatness, uh, trust me, before we're done. 
uh, here. But everybody scores on them, right? So uh, Seattle, you know, they're favorites to win the NFC Conference right now. And I like this Seattle team, but New Orleans are better right now. So you look at New Orleans, New Orleans are a complete team. Their secondary is good. Their their defense is good. Um, their running backs are good. You know, very good, obviously, with Murray and, and, and Alvin Kamara. They have Michael Thomas, who makes all their other wide receivers better when he's there. They're not so good when he's not there, but when he's there, everyone else, like, suddenly gets better and open, right? Like, they don't, they don't really have any weakness, the Saints. They have a good coach. He's a good, he's a great play caller. Like, there's no weakness with the New Orleans Saints. They are a complete team. The Green Bay Packers are a pretty complete team, too, though. Like, the Packers' defense is good. You know, they've got all the pieces. They've got all the tools. Like, I, you know, you can't, you can't write them off either. So this is what I'm saying. Like, the, the NFC Conference Championship is, is open, but the most consistent team definitely are the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints right now are plus 400 to win the conference. Seattle Seahawks plus, uh, plus 340. Saints plus 400. Bucking, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers plus 450. The Buccaneers are plus 450. And then the odds drop a little bit in which now we're going to have to start looking for more value, right? So who's that value pick? The LA Rams are 10 to 1. And the Rams are a team that could beat any one of these teams, but I don't think like two, three weeks in a row they couldn't, right? The Rams are too inconsistent. The Rams are inconsistent at 10 to 1. The Cardinals aren't ready for prime time yet at 15 to 1. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, are terrible. <laughs> Let's just call it up for what it is. They're terrible. Uh, 17 to 1. Uh, the Chicago Bears, you know, 31 to 1. Like, I wouldn't take the Chicago Bears to win the NFC Conference Championship if you gave me 310 to 1 odds. San Francisco are 31 to 1. It's, they're beaten down. They're done. Minnesota Vikings are 44 to 1. Lions are 65 to 1. Falcons, 100 to 1. And credit the Atlanta Falcons, 3 and 1 under Raheem Morris right now. So, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, well, I don't know. All they're doing is costing themselves a good draft pick, to be honest, but they are battling. We'll give them, uh, we'll give them credit for that. So, talking about the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen's grandmother passed away. They didn't, uh, they didn't tell anybody about this. They didn't, you know, the Bills are like that. The Bills don't like, like, the Bills are a very private team. Sean McDermott doesn't like anything getting out of the room. Um, you remember, like, McDermott had, I don't know, he had, like, a, he had, like, a poster of, like, another team or something on the wall, and somebody reported it. He was pissed. He was like, how dare you say what we're doing in our room and what we talk about and stuff. Like, he was, he was really upset. And the Bills are like that. Like, they don't, you know. So basically, um, Sean McDermott said after the game that Josh Allen's grandmother died on Saturday night, but they didn't want to tell anybody about it. And he gives credit to Josh Allen for the performance, for the mental toughness that he was close with his grandmother, the mental toughness uh, that that he showed uh, in this football game today. And forget about the mental toughness. Uh, let's talk about the physical uh, aspect of this for Josh Allen. And, you know, we talk about Josh Allen, and I call it like it is with this guy. We call it like it is. He had a great start to the season. He was out of sync for the past couple of weeks, but it wasn't just him. The entire offense was out of sync. 
The play calling was out of sync. The coaching was out of sync. The receivers were out of sync. It happens. It's a 16-game season. But we also talked about how, you know, life is pretty good in Buffalo right now when everybody in the locker room was pissed off, everybody in the locker room was frustrated. You would have thought that this was a 2-6 and six football team and not a 6-2 and two team, all right? Now they're 7-2. and two. So I like it. Like, you know, the Buffalo Bills, and I'm a Bills fan for, you know, I know many people know, but for people that don't know, tuning in, wherever you're tuning in, shout out to our radio affiliates, wherever you're listening to us. But like I said, it's a good it's a good situation when you're seven and two and you can still play better and people aren't satisfied. And, you know, that's where the Buffalo Bills are at right now. But, you know, we talk about it, man. Josh Allen gets criticized all the time. People are very quick to point the finger and throw this kid under the bus. Yeah, you notice they're not so fast to like, you know, to give him his accolades when the when the accolades are due and the accolades are, have been due on more than one occasion. I mean, this kid is lighting it up this year. Uh, he's a pro. Yeah, he's, he's a pro bowler. Um, you know, listen, we're going to get into Mahomes' numbers in a couple of minutes. And Mahomes is just you know, stupid, sick, crazy good. So, you know, like, man, you got Russell Wilson. Put it this way. He outplayed Russell Wilson, who was the favorite to win the MVP today. Right. Like you know, Josh Allen, you got to say he's like number three as far as most valuable players concerned. You have to. Like, how do you don't? How, like, I don't know. Tell me how. Tell me I'm wrong. It's like that, you know, that uh, that gif on Twitter when Buddy sits at the table. Prove me wrong. <laughs> like, prove me wrong. So as we talked about earlier, so Josh Allen, 415, 415 passing yards. Four uh, four touchdowns, but it's the you know it's the amount of times that he's had these crazy games this year, and so Josh Allen is the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era. So you know in modern history, Josh Allen is the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to have multiple three uh, plus passing touchdowns in a game, zero interceptions, a quarterback rating of one hundred and thirty except he's done it in multiple games this year, all right? The only other players to do this in their careers are Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Yet they've never even done that in the same season. They've done it in their careers. They've, had, they've done it multiple times in their careers. Josh Allen is the first quarterback in NFL history to do this in the same season multiple times. Pretty sick. Like, there's no, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's no other way of, like, you know, like I said, you want to criticize the kid? Fine. But put some respect on his name after. Put some respect. But, you know, I know the loser trolls don't. It is what it is. I don't I don't care. And I don't think Josh Allen cares. He's a millionaire and you're a loser troll that lives at home with your parents. So I think Josh Allen, you know, doesn't really care. But I'm not talking about the trolls, but even like the the media types, the other losers. Like, you know, how you doing, Jalen Ramsey? Like, Jay, oh, yeah, this guy's trash. He's going to be trash. Yeah, yeah, Like, you're 0-2 against him. He's beating you both times, lit you up both times. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, if not for Mahomes and Russell Wilson, Josh Allen's probably the MVP of the National Football League this year. Like, man, is he playing good football right now. Like, wow, like just, you know, like cra- crazy numbers, man. Crazy numbers, uh, just doing, doing a great job. And, you know, as we talk about, if you remember, too, 
it's it's every couple of weeks we talk about this. Oh, uh, you know, Josh Allen's the first guy or the he's the first guy since Peyton Manning to do this. Right. It's happened like a bunch of times this year where like he's really he's put up some just some crazy numbers, great numbers. And you know what? It's the you know, when the Buffalo Bills put up this many points, they're tough to beat. And don't be deceived by the final score today of 34 points. There were garbage points. The Buffalo Bill defense has been two weeks in a row now, guys and ladies, um, that the the Bills defense is playing up to expectation. That the Bills defense has looked like the Bills defense. Like they were causing turnovers, interceptions, fumbles. Uh, they terrorized Russell Wilson today. Russell Wilson has lit everybody up. You know, he's, he's, he's lit everybody up. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are also... The, uh, the Buffalo Bills became just the 13th team in NFL history to record 20-plus first downs in every single one of their games through nine games. Why is this relevant? The last two teams to, this is courtesy of Warren Sharp, the last two teams to, uh, to do this made the Super Bowl, the 2018 Rams and the 2017 Patriots. Buffalo did this once before. They made the Super Bowl that year. That's how good like the Buffalo Bills metrics are right now. Bills are just the 13th team in NFL history to have 20 first downs in every game through nine games. Last two teams to do this went to the Super Bowl. Rams and the Patriots. Buffalo did this once before in franchise history. They went to the Super Bowl. All right, so in other words, let's take the prop right now. Buffalo Bills versus the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. Let's rock. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Forty-four, thirty-four, Victor, uh, Victor's over the Seattle Seahawks. For Josh Allen, thirty-one of thirty-eight. Thirty-one of thirty-eight for Josh Allen. We talked about his dominant performance: four hundred and fifteen uh, passing yards. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, now seven and two on the season. And uh, you know, we talked about the Buffalo Bills numbers and Josh Allen, and we talk about. Um, uh, we talk about the Buffalo Bills uh, going to the Super Bowl in past years uh, when they've uh, they've put up uh, 20 plus uh, first downs, but there's a lot of correlations going on uh, right now. Uh, Josh Allen, 31 of 38, equaled his career best 415 uh, passing yards. But the last time that the Buffalo Bills were seven and two, they went to the Super Bowl uh, as well, 1993. Wow, there's a lot of correlations popping up here about the Buffalo Bills uh, going to the Super Bowl, uh, isn't there? A <laughs> lot, lot, lot of stuff, a lot of correlation here. And look, you look at Kansas City, and, and, and let me just say this too. Wow. So as good as Josh Allen has been this year, and he's been great, but there's been a couple of bad games uh, mixed in. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 
Mahomes has 25 touchdown passes on the year, not one interception. And I want to get the we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the updated MVP odds uh, because uh, Mahomes, you know, it's crazy. Things can change in the NFL in a hurry. But last week we were talking about how I don't see how Russell Wilson doesn't win the MVP. Mahomes was plus 350. Russell Wilson today, not a great performance, interceptions. Um, Kansas City's cruising right now. They're winning football games. Voters for the MVP, they don't care. They don't care if um, they don't care if if the Chiefs cover today or not. You know, like Mahomes is getting into the MVP stuff again. The guy, you know, what do you how you can't ignore it. You got 25 touchdowns and one interception. Like, like really? We're halfway through the season. What the guy's gonna finish for what 45 touchdown passes and two picks on a year? It's, it's getting hard not to recognize what Mahomes is doing right now as well. Uh, but I'm liking the numbers. Last time the Bills were seven and two, they made the Super Bowl. Level two coming up. Bring it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.